they're not telling you so that you know who they're sleeping with right. or who they're in love with or who they might be in love with. They're telling you because you need to understand that this segment of the population is treated differently because of how they are. And then the one question that gets gets asked in those situations that I absolutely love is the kind of the flip the script question. The So let me put it to you this way. How would you like to be treated how you think the blank community is treated? Whether it's LBGDQ, right. whether it's black, whether it's whatever it is. How would you like to be treated the way you see them being treated? And I'll tell you what, I'll give you five minutes to think of your answer. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology instructor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode, we'll give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to... (laughs) That is amazing. You know that's going to make it in there. <laughs> boop, boop, ba-doo. Okay. How are you right. doing? Hi, Tammy. I, hey. I am pretty good. I am very um, toasted. Yeah. I'm not always toasted. And I'm, I apologize to all the people who have way stressfuller lives than I do. And I come on this every week and I'm like, oh, I'm so stressed out. Okay. I but was, by, by saying toasted, you're not drunk. No. Yeah. No, no, no. No. You're, you're just stressed out. <laughs> after no. the show. You're just, you're just, yeah. I don't, little, it was little, just, uh, it was a busy day. However, yeah. um, I was thinking about <laughs> this today, how freaking awesome my life is. I mean, yeah. it really is. I was, so I, I, I have a little bike, a bike commute. I got an, yeah. and I got an e-bike this year, last year. And so I bike all around town. I live in this beautiful town. It's Minnesota summer. It's golden right now. It's yep. just beautiful. Yep. I went from one meeting to the next and I, and I was going from a meeting and I, Came down, went across the bridge, over the river. Aww. People are walking their dogs. Yeah. You don't like dogs, no, but no, it's but cool I mean, to like, see people it's outside. It's like <laughs> And like I go on the little bike path through the thing and I'm, yeah. and I'm like, this is just, this is great. Yeah. This is great. Mm-hmm. It was so a good day. I'm great. How are you? Yeah. You had, it's Water Wednesday. It's Water Wednesday. So every summer for the past, I don't know, eight, 10 years, whatever, we do Water Wednesdays where all of my friends bring their kids and the ladies sit in a circle and- we get to chat for the afternoon and our kids swim. And now our kids are all old enough where like, you don't have to watch. We them. don't have to watch you don't them, have to yell at, them at all. Often. No, nobody cried today. Like it was just like, whatever we are here and you do you. Um, so yeah, it's glorious. I Summer super is my hope jam. This, I, I want to put this on record that I hope that you guys continue this. Like even when your kids are gone, Oh yeah. I want there to be water Wednesday where you guys all just get together and you either float around in your pool or you go to the lake or yeah, whatever. But like, we I will. think it's so cool. Last week we did that. Um, it was only adults nice. and we, it ended up being too cold to float, but we just sat there for the afternoon and, and enjoyed that company. So yeah, we will. It's Sweet. great. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. So what the heck? What? <laughs> So this is really funny because we right. made separate notes, so we don't really know what each other is going to say. And by made separate notes, I'm look, scrolling on my phone to, sh- to the things okay. that I have, and then you have them printed out because you're I, Well, because I did this I right before run. I came. I had a good run of yeah. having notes done, and then, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Okay, anyway, so, so do you want to go first? Well, sure. So I don't know if you saw this one, um, but last week, it's kind of not a big deal. 
but it is a big deal. Okay. So in Florida, there was a GOP candidate that's running um, for uh, a House seat mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And so he's running for the nomination. So yeah. um, it's not a, not a statewide contest yet, or even, a, you know, it's not the right contest. This is for the nomination for the GOP nom- nomination. Yeah. But apparently he was uh, recorded secretly during a 30-minute call with um, activists that this his name is William Braddock, and he repeatedly warned um, other people on the call that they should not support GOP candidate Anna Paulina, I can't even get it right, Luna, uh, in the primary because she's a, like a, a liberal in GOP's clothing and com- and kept referring to like that they would be in, like they would be in trouble, like they will be in physical danger. And also like intimated, is that the right way when you, you're, you know, that he could, that he would, he might, if she gets a, the nod, that she might, he might have to have her yeah. taken out. He's going to have her killed by Russian mobsters. This is what he's doing on his campaign, running for the GOP nomination, talking with supporters and uh, other GOP activists down in, in, in Florida. And I'm just like, what the heck? What, what the, the heck? heck? Mm-hmm. Like, this has How no is place. this where we are again? Right. This sounds like the wild, wild west. Like, if you don't get me, Sheriff, like, I'm going to go shoot, you know. This, it's just totally unhinged, and I don't. The it's absurd. A, it is now again. I want to point out that this is a, a house race in Florida. Sure, it's a narrow microcosm, but it seems to be you know like the people, um, the two folks who uh, brandished weapons in Missouri yeah. at the uh, Black Lives Matter march that yeah. went by their lawn when yep. they're out there with their guns and yep. threatening them. They're like running for Congress. Yeah, and. Uh, and it's, it's uh, we've reached a whole new level of yes, crazy as acceptable crazy. and so mm, i don't know nope what the heck what is the going heck on. what the heck yeah yeah anyway mm. in the flip side though there was in several major cities uh, including new york city uh the gop primary races the more it's this is very interesting there's a lot of interesting things going on yeah. because like in some places in florida and some in narrow areas the more crazy and the more ardent Trump supporter yes. is, is winning. winning. Yeah. And then in other places like metros, the, which does make some sense, but mm-hmm. like there's yeah. some power, you know, points here where the more centrist GOP candidates are winning mm-hmm. and it, it's just a whole jumbled up mess. I mean, I know yeah. that the mantra is, is all politics is local, but anyway, what the heck is going on? What the heck? What the heck is right? <sighs> What do you got? So mine is politics too. Oh darn. So um, this week, you know, that voting rights bill came up for a vote. And yeah. um, it Which went. Which voting rights bill? Um, the the yeah. fair. What? I'm just asking if you HR. It was HR1, right? Is that what it was? Why? Are, now you're going to make me doubt I'm, myself. I doubted myself now because I was going to call you out on the carpet and I couldn't remember. Well, because there was two voting rights. There was yeah. HR1 and there was also the John Lewis one. This this was the fair, um, yeah. All right. I, you're making me you're making yep. me question this now. Yep. Anyway, it for came, the People Act of 2021, HR1. HR1. So mm-hmm. I knew I did. Um, it came to a vote, and it, it was didn't come to a vote. Fifty. Well, okay, it got to fifty fifty. Yes. Right, and then the filibuster. The filibuster. And I am just. Here's here's my beef. What the heck? No, I have so many beefs about yeah, this. Yeah, you do. And we all know you that. Do. But so we have we have the majority like in the house. We have control like Democrats have control of, 
you know, the executive branch, whatever, like technically we have control in the Senate because we have the tie breaking vote, but that's not really, it's not really mattering right now. Yeah. But more so than all of that, the majority of America. Yeah. <laughs> like in, and I looked, I looked today at, you know, like, okay, let me find what percentage of support is there among, you know, American people who answer surveys. Right. I looked at several different places cause I know how you like, Hey, well, if you pull from Pew research, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. automatically whatever, but like upwards of 65% of Americans say they supported this bill. Yeah. Right. So that's the majority Right? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're yeah. looking at me like. No, I'm mm-hmm. waiting for you to be to, to be done. When yeah. when the majority of the population is saying yes, and when you have control of you know what should be able to like, there should not be a way to block that. Like this is what we should be about: is you're elected to represent these people. The majority of these people of your country say yes. It shouldn't be like mm, this isn't politically good for me, so I'm not going to do that, even though you want that. I just don't have time for that. And I don't care. I don't care what side you're on, whatever. If the majority of people say this, you're for the people of the people, by the people. Come on. Okay. Get it together. Get it done. However, my wait. highlight oh, from this. Wait, you're, I Ms. don't even get to Senator, respond to all that. Senator that Amy a, Klobuchar, oh. I am here for you. Like, she's like, whatever. We're not done. I'm taking this on the road. Like, we're going to get this done. People want this. We're doing it. Like, I just love her more and more. I, I respect I respect her more and more. Like I I didn't know much about her. Yeah. Prior to maybe you know a couple of years before her presidential run, like started seeing more about her, and now she's clearly kind of got more of a voice. I feel like, yeah. or she's more prominent, and I'm just I'm all about it. Anyway, there you go. All right. I'm what the hecking this dang filibuster because let's just do the stuff that the people want. But I'm loving Amy Klobuchar. Okay. What the heck? What the heck? Mm-hmm. What are you going to say about it? But I get you love the filibuster. No, I don't love the filibuster <laughs> necessarily. But like, so there are lots of things that you brought in there. And like one of the things which is unfortunate. So what's really annoys me is that like conservative principles that have been hijacked and misrepresented in whatever by the current state of the GOP and the way that they're using them is very irritating to me. Okay. However, uh, and it can People can call this like uh, it's been used to support racist things or whatever it is. But um, the the birth of the United States, they were partially afraid of majority rule. And it is set up to protect the minority. Now, you can use that power for ill or for good, right? Like So like yep. if the shoe is on the other foot you would want your majority, your your minority people protected. However, so, okay, that's just one thing. I just want to like lay that out there, that that is like a conservative, but also historical United States principle. Yeah, and we can like get into that in another yeah, whole other right. thing. Yeah. On this specific one, I really do think they need to do, because I am worried about like, we're just going to get rid of the filibuster because of that. Mm-hmm. However, I do think if we, if they can figure out a way to do some hybrid rules, where you cannot filibuster bringing it to the floor. So what they voted down was yeah. that they won't even debate it. Right. So if you want to keep the standard, so you need to, for certain kinds of bills or whatever it is, that I don't know how they do that. So somebody might be able to speak to this a little bit Kristen. better. Um, about like, we need 60 votes for this to pass. 
but you can't stop it from being discussed. Yeah. Because that's all they really want to do is make sure that they don't have to go on the congressional record being for or against it. Um, and yeah. that's really annoying. Because I yep. do think I am concerned about the federal government controlling state the way states run their elections. I understand that there are lots of problems in states right now and we have a rash of all kinds. I'm not saying that that's not an issue. I, as a conservative, am nervous about giving the federal government too much control over, over those things. Over federal elections? Like it's- How the states run them. That's what they're doing. I mean, sure, that's what the For the People Act is, is doing. Elections for, f- you know, federal position, like- I don't know. There needs to be some, here's, here's what I, here's what I love in what I've heard as like a, an argument for, no, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Is, is just like, we need a baseline of like, you can't go below this floor. I think it was my girl, Amy Klobuchar who said that, but like you need to have a floor Mm -hmm. and you can't go below, like whatever you want to do above whatever you want to do at that floor, like whatever. Right. You you figure it out, but these are the bare minimums that we're gonna. And I I think that seems like a necessary move right now when you have states pulling all kinds of very creative new floors of basement levels. Like yeah. so that that I'm on like. Well, but don't be surprised that the Republicans aren't on board with that. They're the ones making those changes right they're now. They're the ones that are going to so lose gonna, when more people vote. Uh, Mm. <laughs> that's not entirely necessarily true, but that's, that's what the fear is. I think, what, I think that's definitely partly what they're, yeah. anyway, then we're going to do a okay. whole show on that. What but heck? yes, what the heck Yeah, I too would like to see more bills debated. If yeah. they get shut down fine, but at least, at least, at least have the conversation yep. and let's be grown ups. Yeah. And did you see the part about, uh, uh, see, we're going to do a whole thing on it. No, um, Mansion, Senator Mansion. Um, no, you. So you're mad at him, probably. But like, he came up with a compromise, yeah, right? Which gave Republicans which, a like, lot of what they Obama want. Obama was involved in, yeah. They like, so they want to, you know. So one other thing is voter ID. So he put like voter ID was in it, and some other thing. Yeah. So I'm not. We're not yeah. going to debate those merits, but instantaneously it was rejected out of hand by the Republican leadership. And oh I'm yeah. Like Mitch that's McConnell, the kind of no. stuff that yeah. pissed me off. No. I'm like, hey, have the discussion. Yeah. Help. You are not in control anymore. Help shape the legislation. Sure. And then and then move on. Anyway. So all right. Yeah. What the heck? What the heck? All right. Okay. Okay. So So we have a fabulous treat today. We do. Yeah. Um so it is Pride Month mm-hmm. and we decided to, to reach out to some people in our community that have started to put together um a group what do we call it? What? Saga. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. They, <laughs> Your question confused I, me. My question confused me yeah. as well. Okay. It's a totally new thing for our small community out in yes. North Minnesota. There has not to date been any kind of organization like this. And so it was a really new thing. And that we thought we would have them on and uh, get a little bit more information. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy this conversation. I think um, from my perspective, at least, it was informative. And I, like, I, I just... I appreciate being made aware of things that maybe weren't on my radar before. Yeah. Um, so I found it helpful. I thought it was great. There's a, there's gonna be a ton of information, a lot of yeah. uh, a story, but there are, is some discussion and we clearly don't see eye to eye on some things, but again, 
we should never be afraid of the conversation. Yeah. And we should never uh, be afraid to hear other people's stories. So exactly. It was great. Yeah. And so um, we have a couple guests with us today that we asked to come in because in our community, we've had um, recently uh, organization for youth for the LGBTQ community um, get started up this year. And these two wonderful peaceful people, Christine Franson yep. and John Magnuson, um, are here to talk about their experience with that and um, telling us more about the organization and kind of that's about it, right? Yeah. So yeah. we just wanted um, to have a space for us to hear a little bit more about your stories and kind of where this came from. Uh, and then just, I think, um, the LGBTQ community in a, in a rural community that seems like it could be kind of tricky. So just, we have some questions and we want to learn a little bit more about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So Christine Franson, and I think I had initially reached out to you because I have seen your name associated with the organization. And so just if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of a little bit of your story and what led you to here. Sure. Um, I probably will try to start chronologically. Yeah. That seems, um, we that seems like a good here, idea. We moved here about four years ago and I have always been um, an, an advocate um, for LGBT. Uh, my own sexuality is a little bit of a gray area. So it never really occurred to me to discriminate against Hmm. LGBTQ people, transgender, non-binary. We didn't have those names back in the 80s. Sure. You know, I, uh, you know there's, there's a whole lot of labels now that even I'm not aware of, um, but they all kind of fit under that same umbrella of, you know, sexuality and gender um, differences. Sure. Um, and then uh, when my son was 10 years old, we were looking at, uh, he's going to love this, we were looking at, you know, the, your classic naked baby pictures covered in spaghetti. <laughs> uh, and I said, I'm so going to embarrass you in front of your girlfriend someday. And he said, well, what if I have a boyfriend? Uh, and I said, honey, I don't care who you bring home. It's my job to embarrass you. And I will, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's my prerogative. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, it, just, it didn't phase me at all. You sure. Know? And the next question is what's for dinner, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I taught him at a very young age um, that, you know, we were a very accepting, loving family. It didn't ever really even occur to him. Um, at that age anyway, because he hadn't really experienced any kind of hatred. Sure. Um, can I just, sorry, can I ask, where did that come from for you? Like, you know, that you started from a very young age with your own kids kind of teaching that acceptance and like, was that modeled in your family or or, or how did that come about for you? Does that I, make- I grew up Catholic. Okay. But my parents are very liberal. Okay. And so while I <laughs> they, don't- those, That exists. Liberal yeah. Catholics do exist. Uh, you know, so while I don't ever really recall having a whole lot of conversations about it, I don't ever recall growing up in a household where there was any kind of negativity or hatred okay. or comments against, sure. um, you know, the LGBT community. Um, and I, as a teenager, and I was, you know, I went through every phase of the 80s. I mean, I, I went through the Madonna phase and I went through, I literally had break dance pants at one point in time, <laughs> nice. you know, trying, trying to find myself. I was a little new wave there for a while with some new wave hair and, um, I settled eventually on being a you know diehard heavy metal fan and Randy Rhodes t-shirts and I mean <laughs> you know eventually I just became a bit of a metalhead but I was exposed to all kinds of different people I was a nerd I was a bit of an outcast I was a little bit of a rebel maybe even uh, delinquent <laughs> to a certain you know to a certain degree sure. um, and so uh, a lot of my friends were already different and a lot of them LGBTQ and um, and uh, you know the 80s were hard for yeah. for gay people. 
Um, we had the AIDS epidemic. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there were jokes constantly about, you know, what does AIDS stand for? Another idiot discovering sex. And then somebody would say, well, what does gay stands for? Got AIDS yet? I mean, I grew up with that, but but I was, you know what I mean? I was around people all the time and I was defending them from, from the get go. Um, and so, you know, even as young as three, I remember having, uh, watching a movie with my son, um, and he saw two girls kissing. Um, and he said, why are two girls kissing? And I said, I'm starting very early. Well, sometimes girls fall in love with girls and boys fall in love with boys. And he shrugged it off and he was like, oh, okay. So it didn't surprise me that he was comfortable to, to tell us mm-hmm. at a young age. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I talked to people about it and, oh, he's too young. And I think too many people equate sexuality with sex. Oh, yeah. Now, when I was a little girl, my Barbies played with boy Barbies um, and I was seven. It had sure. nothing to do with sexuality. It had to do with that model of boys falling in love with girls. And, you know, and so, you know, you're pretty young yeah. when you start developing your first crushes and you start fantasizing about marriage and falling in love and it has nothing to do with sex. Right. Um, and so um, I quickly dismissed anybody who would suggest that he was too young or he was going through a phase or he didn't know what he was talking about. Sure. Uh, he knew exactly what he was talking about. Um, and about a year later, he was very definite. He said, I don't think I'm ever going to like girls. And I think I have a crush on Jacob from Twilight. And I said, honey, I'm an Edward fan, so we're going to have a problem. <laughs> there was, there I was, was about to say, who didn't have a crush on Jacob? Right. Uh, take off the show. I was, I was team Edward. Oh, so gross. there was a little bit of an issue in our household. Eventually, we both agreed that Chris Hemsworth is hot. And so... That kind of squashed it. Yeah, he's kind of better. Rival mm-hmm. we had going on in the house. Yeah, brought, brought, uh, Thor brought you together. <laughs> yeah, Thor brought us together. Um, and so, you know, I had to sit down and have a conversation with him at a very young age and say, "It is fantastic that you know who you are. Uh, you are leaps and bounds ahead of the average kid your age. But when you want to discuss these things with your friends or your teachers, they will probably not understand." Uh, we lived in Holly, Minnesota at the time even smaller, smaller than Fergus than Falls. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I watched as the year or two progressed um, and he was coming into middle school. I watched him kind of closet himself. Mm. Um, and I hate thinking that maybe I was a part of that by trying to warn him of the ugliness sure. in the world. Um, but I was also trying to protect him. Yeah. Um, and so I saw anger build up in him. He wasn't... Um, he just wasn't himself. And at one point in time, he even came to me and said, well, maybe I'm just bisexual. Like somehow that, like would, that be would be better, better than mm-hmm. being gay. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it was heartbreaking. Um, and I wanted to advocate for him strongly. I wanted the, you know, mama bear type, I'm going to go to bat for you. And he respectfully asked me not to. Wow. Um, and I respected his wishes. And I watched him navigate through this on his own. Um, and one day he came home and he threw his backpack on the floor and he said, I guess I'm out at school. This is seventh grade. I said, tell me what happened. And he said that there were a bunch of seventh and eighth grade boys standing in a circle and they were talking about girls' butts. And he piped up and said, that's really rude. That's disgusting. You shouldn't be talking about girls' butts like that. And an eighth grade boy said, so what are you gay? Mm -hmm. And Jet said, am I hitting on you? (laughs) <laughs> and the eighth grade boy said, no. And he said, well, then it's none of your business. 
and he walked away. Oh. And he and he when he came home, he said, "So that's pretty much enough in Holly, Minnesota, to, oh. to you know for the rumor mill to spark." Sure. Um, but I said that is one of the best responses that I've ever heard. Yeah. I know adults who don't handle that situation as well as you did, and I'm very proud of you. Hmm. Um, and I'm going to get misty eye. Yeah, I yeah. Prob- probably. That was, um, I mean, so, that's I a mean, great response. That was huge. So in seventh grade, my son was completely out. And what I was scared of didn't happen. I thought he was going to start getting bullied. I thought he was going to start, you know, people were going to start making his life miserable. Um, and in fact, it kind of led to a couple of other kids being comfortable enough to come out. Um, and so color me surprised in Holly, Minnesota, that he didn't really have to deal with a whole lot of wow. bullying. Um, I don't like the way the trajectory of this story is about to go. Yeah, you're yeah. going to love this. No, not so much. Mm. Enter moving to Fergus Falls, <sighs> thinking we're going to be in a bigger community. Yeah. He's going to be a little bit more accepted. He's going to have more resources. Um, and that wasn't the case. Um, in fact, he didn't feel comfortable for several months talking to anybody about his sexuality. Not that it's everybody's business. Yeah. Um, but then one girl, he got hit on a lot by girls. (laughs) Um, and so one girl sat next to him at lunch and, and she was kind of giggly and flirty and, and, uh, she said, so do you have a girlfriend? And he said, no. (laughs) Oh, do you have a boyfriend? And she's kind of chuckling to herself. Um, and he said, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, oh my God, you're gay. And he said, yeah. Uh, but you don't look gay. And so, I mean, apparently there's a way to look if you're gay. Sure. Um, and he oh. said, I left my glitter cape at home. <laughs> nice. So, um, I like and then, this so, kid. <laughs> so, so came home again, dropped the backpack on the floor, and he goes, well, I guess I'm out here now too. Um, but it wasn't as kind here. And yeah. maybe it was because in Holly he grew up with these kids. Um, right. Starting from kindergarten all the way up. Through yeah. eighth grade, he was with these same kids, and they'd already developed relationships with. They'd gone on field trips with them. They, you know, um, and so maybe that kind of buffered everything. They already knew the real jet, so they didn't have to. You know, this was just another piece of jet that they were going to have to process. Sure. Um, in Fergus, it was all new kids and all new atmosphere and all new everything, and um, and he was already the new. You know, he was already the new kid, so that adds a whole layer of. Um, you know, he didn't grow up with these kids, so um, it was hard for him. Yeah. Um, and the last straw was um, he was in a classroom having an argument with a girl over some current event. I think it was immigration at the time or something along those lines. Um, and she straight up called him a faggot very loud in front of the entire classroom. And in my opinion, that teacher had an opportunity to call her out, separate her from the situation, remove her from the classroom and say, that's not acceptable in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And instead, she called them both out and sent them to the principal's office and made no issue of the fact that she said that in the classroom. They were just, because they were both arguing, they were Mm -hmm. both dismissed from the classroom. Um, And he came home and he said, I just don't even really stand a fighting chance. I mean, it's it's not like what they say bothers me because I'm confident. I'm comfortable with myself. I just want to have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to, you know. Um, He had one kid um, ask him what it feels like to have sex with a guy. And he was 17 at the time. And he's like, I don't know. I haven't had sex yet. <laughs> you know, um, you know, just stupid stuff, Think, mm-hmm. things he shouldn't have to deal with. And so he left school and he got, uh, he graduated from home. Oh. Um, and he has been doing great. Um, he's fantastic. Um, but he dreams of moving away. He would like to move away uh, because this isn't the place for him. He doesn't feel like he fits here. Um, so that's how I came to be where I am right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, he wouldn't allow me to advocate for him those four years um, that we've been living here. He wouldn't allow me to advocate for him and Holly. 
Um, but we had a conversation recently about him wanting to move away. And I said, what if all kids feel like that? Mm. What if our art and our diversity and our uniqueness and all these kids that could add color to Fergus Falls are leaving because they don't feel as though they fit here? Um, I said, well, how would you feel about that? And he said, well, you know, that's unfortunate. I said, well, how do you feel how about are we gonna, me? How are we going to change how that? How are we going to do that? Right. Um, and I said, well, how do you feel about me starting a group for these kids? And he was very clear with me about this. I don't need it. He said, I don't need this. But I am starting to understand how some kids might. Hmm. And so with his permission, I started Saga Youth. And that started April 30th. So this happened all in a very wow. yeah. short amount of time. Um, and then I approached my 15-year-old um, who has some LGBT friends, um, because these would be the kids that would probably be coming. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I didn't know how it would affect him. And so I needed his approval too. Sure. We kind of had a little bit of a family meeting and he was all gung ho. I mean, he wants to join activities, he wants to tell his friends, he wants to um and this is a bit of a socially awkward kid too. Yeah. So for him to want that is pretty a pretty big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so I've got one that wants to be involved and be in the groups and bring his friends. And I've got another one who wants to mentor and help these kids navigate through what he had to navigate through. Um, and it's kind of, it's a really good feeling. It feels like we're finally headed in the right direction here. I hope. Knock on wood. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. So, so is he, is he part of the group at all or then, or is he just like gave you the blessing mom? You know, I just did a Catholic ask, thing at you. Mom, you can go do him, your thing. If he's part of the group, he would say no. He would say no. He would right, say right. he's helping. Sure. And he is. Sure. And so, uh, because he doesn't need that. <laughs> he's yeah. very clear. I don't, I don't, I don't need this. I've never wanted this. I know how to. Sure. And, and honestly, if I'm being completely upfront, um, I wouldn't have known how to advocate for him when I wanted to. Okay. Yeah. And watching him navigate through all of this has made me a better it puts me in a better position to advocate for kids now. Sure. Um, because I have a better yes. understanding of what kids are going through. I have a better understanding of, you know, I, I just, I understand things a little bit better and I wouldn't be so all, you know, rainbows and mama bears. And you know what I mean? That's why the way I'm approaching this has a little bit of um, anonymity. Sure. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. job. I said the you word did. right yeah. this time. Um, so, um you know, I, I I learned a lot from yeah. watching yeah. him. As we, hard as it was watching him go through a lot of that stuff, um, I learned what these kids need. We've yeah. talked about this in other different phrase or ways and stuff, but like how important it is um, to have non-family uh, member, non-parent adults in kids' lives in any spectrum, in any way speaking into their lives, because that oftentimes you are a better advocate for somebody who's not your own child because your passion for your own child will often get in the way right. <laughs> of whatever Ab- it is. Absolutely. And you're um, sometimes it's just better to be, to be not that connected if you will. But anyway, well, as I'm getting to know these kids too, I feel like I'm putting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting myself in a position where if there is something that they don't feel that they can tell their parents, they have another adult in yeah. their life that they can do that. Um, and, and that's a good feeling. Sure. Obviously, you know, I, I, it's not a, it's not like a psychiatrist doctor type thing where I can't, you know what I mean? They can come to me and tell right. me things yeah. that I can't, you know, but I mean, I like, I like the closeness that I'm developing in the short amount of time with these kids. Yeah. So John, what's your, so how did you get one? How did you get roped in? Not roped in. How did you get involved with this group? You can um, say roped in. Sure. <laughs> and then, and then now you got, of course you got brought in here as well to be color commentary. And I have to say, 
a lot of our listeners don't aren't going to know who you are, but right. I know you. I have never seen you sit quietly for that long period of time <laughs> in my entire life. You did fantastic. Thank you. I, yeah. I want you to know that there was a just a large collection of voices in my head during that whole time going, ooh, this would have been a funny insert yeah, right yeah. here. No, no, shut up. It's not your turn. Uh, so thank you. I appreciate you recognizing the effort that that yes. takes for me. Uh, so how did I get involved? Well, we know Christine and uh, friends with her and her family. And uh, and so we've, we've seen all this thing. We know the kids. Um but to go back and kind of different life experiences, I and mean, we're the same age, right? I just turned fifty. Oh, yeah. Oh, radio. Silence. You aged out. You yeah, aged out I, in her. I, I, I turned fifty. You're in close. December, so I Look, think I'm s- older than yeah, you by yeah. like six right. months. You talked about growing up in the eighties. You aged yeah. yourself out. No. I, okay, but so I grew up in that same time, right? Small town Minnesota, just down the road, like seven hundred people, small. Right. Um. I grew up decidedly different. Um, Missouri Synod here. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always said the biggest difference between that and the Catholic friends I had was that you know we couldn't go to church on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> that was that was the big difference. But so that's kind of how I was raised, depending on whose house I was at that weekend, because my okay. folks were Parents divorced. Were yeah. So it kind of depended. Uh, but it, you know, apart from that, it's that small town mentality. Um, out of the out of high school, I joined the service. I was in the army, uh, and I was very much on the on the tip of the right wing of the bird. Hmm. Um, I, I that's where I lived, and because I never knew anything different growing up, it's you know, and some of it. I mean, there's some aspects to it that that aren't bad. It's like you know, you you, you are you awake? Go to work. Sure. Are you dead? Go to school. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, so that's kind of the mentality. You know, you just keep you just keep going, and you don't worry about what everybody else is doing, and you just trudge along. And and, and life is good if you're doing your trudging. And uh, I got into the service and it was kind of that same mentality. It's like get up, do your thing. But we made all of those jokes that you talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I I read articles and I'm really hoping for a kinder, gentler military, which is a really weird way to say it. But I mean, I was with a group of guys where, I mean, let's be honest, uh, sentence enhancers were like every third word. Sure. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I like how you phrase that. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, look, I came yeah. home on leave yeah, once yeah. and I'm driving my, my mom around Wadena, which is not where I'm from. And I said something along the lines of us, if I had my tank, I'd run your beep yeah, over. Right. right. And my mom wasn't impressed, <laughs> shockingly <laughs> enough. Uh, but that's what I grew up with. And, and, and that's what I, my formative years, that's what I learned is that, look, if, if you weren't, if you weren't air quotes time yeah. for, this is not a visual thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you weren't normal, clearly there was something wrong with you mm-hmm. and you should be ridiculed for that because right. that's what we did. That's what my group did. We were really horrible people. <laughs> we really were. I mean, there's no. I, there's just no, no sugar coating. No, that. Yeah. no, there isn't. I can't. I could put. I can't put a spin on it. I mean, I was raised to be a better person than what we really were. I mean, we 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 talked about being nice to people, but what we really meant was be nice to the people that kind of look and think like you. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like when we, my sister and I, who lives out east now, we talk about Minnesota nice and how. Yeah, Minnesota nice is a bit of a lie. And I'm sure every state <laughs> oh, has yeah. got its own version. I'm sure there's a Nebraska nice and a Wyoming wow or whatever it yeah. is. But 
it's I, I don't think it's a real thing. And I don't think it's as genuine as people try to make it out to be. Sure. Um, and so I got out of the service and I was the same way. In fact, there was a gentleman that I, I was stationed with and he wasn't in our unit very long. And now this is 30 years ago. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he was there for a while and he was very standoffish. Um, which was different, right? Because in a military unit, you're kind of all do all the things together. And he was very standoffish. Uh, and then one day he was gone. Hmm. Well, this was 90, 91. Hmm. Uh, don't ask, don't yeah. tell. And the assumption was he must have told. Sure. And poof, he was gone. Um, and we all thought, well, thank goodness. Right. We almost caught the gay. Yeah. Or something well, similar. Yeah. Right. Um, I've stayed in that vein for a very long time. Uh, I'd like to say that I had epiphany in my in my in my early twenties, but I didn't. Um, my brain got rewired a little bit uh, because people, specifically a person smarter than me, who cared about me a lot, kept talking to me about it mm. and kept making me think about it. Um, I may have been small minded, but I was never stupid. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this person in question is my sister, uh, who lives out east, and you know she's my younger sister, and and she would she would ask me, and this was before I had kids. I have I have two kids. I got a thirteen year old and a seven year old, and um, it was before kids, but it was one of those things. I always knew I wanted to be a dad someday. Uh, I just thought I'd be a really good one. Turns out I'm not too bad at it. Turns out I'm not too bad at it. I'm I'm kind of like that cool dad who still has rules, um, and uh, she just kept asking me the same question. She said. What would you think if it was your kid? And I only had to hear that question twice before wow. my brain really started thinking about it a little bit. Uh, and then once it started thinking, I'm like, you know, I've been doing this wrong. I've been doing this wrong. And so that kind of rewired my brain. And now for the last, oh, 20 years, I suppose. How old am I again? Yeah, I suppose <laughs> my late twenties, my late twenties, early, you know, is early thirties is when I really got there. I, I had that transition period where I was like, okay, you know, don't, don't talk like that anymore. Sure. But we, we all know, you know, that's wrong. Um, you, you shouldn't act like that. You're obviously you're wrong. Um, because that's all, that's what it is a lot of times, right? Is that, that. You know, we don't want to hear about it. Well, it's because you think it's wrong. It's not wrong. They're a person. They have they have a right to exist. They have uh, they have a right to be. Um, I, man, it, you know, I always struggle with the fact that we that we work to legislate people's rights to be. Hmm. Uh, and I'm like, really, we're we're arguing about that. Uh, I, they're a person. Could they, could they just exist? And I mean, we've we have to create protections for groups. Yeah, I don't think we're doing a hot job. If we've if if what our base as a country is supposed to be, if we've got to create protections for if we've got to create new laws and mandates to go, hey, by the way, you can't be a jerk to this group of people anymore. Yeah. I we're just letting you know, don't do that anymore. We've had we have for all over the spectrum. I mean, my sister is in a in a mixed race relationship. Like she says, I mean, she's a historian. She's like, there was a time that my marriage was illegal. Yeah. yeah. Not that and far not in the that distance, yeah. and not that far in the past. I think it's only been fifty four years that yeah. it hasn't been illegal yeah. for for biracial marriages. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot of those things that kind of got my brain kind of refocused, and uh, I, I think obviously for the better. And so then, specifically joining and helping with this group, mm -hmm. you're just like you were friends. 
I'll help. Like I'm. He, an, was, he was one of the first people to stand up. Yeah, my yeah. wife and I, it's, my wife Pam and yeah. I both. Um, she's just as strong into it. And our kids now, my seven year old, not so much. Uh, but my thirteen year old, she's. Uh, She's a slice of amazing. Uh, my, to, for the record, my son is a slice of amazing too. But in the context of this conversation, it's a different. It's a, it's a different thing. Uh, yeah. Well, nice save. Nice well, save. Okay. Sidebar. No, no when, favorites. Right? No. 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 Absolutely no favorites. My son is. My son is really is really cool, and he's got a quick mind. Uh, for seven, I mean, he's really just quick off of it. Uh, told him last night I was going to go fishing with a friend, and he loves to fish. And he's like, "Can I go with?" No, buddy, you can't go with. This is just dad and his friend. You need me on that boat. Wow. And I had a Jack Nicholson flashback, you know, like, you need me on that boat. No. Yeah. Uh, but my daughter is, she's in that age range now where she's experiencing some of those those things, right? Um, I have no inkling that my daughter or my son or one way or the other, and I really don't give a rat's hiney about it one way or the other. Sure, yeah. I've, we've made it very clear to her that however she is is awesome. Because she's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but she happens to have a friend. Um, and it's the one thing that makes me realize that, you know, okay. She happens to have a friend who um, has a uh, a brother who wasn't always. Okay. Okay. Transgender. Um, Ori does not get to spend a ton of time with them. But it never once has she messed up a pronoun. Hmm. Right. Yeah. It's just, well, that's. Yeah and her brother and he did this it doesn't phase her yeah because that is what this person this is who this person is um and so she's just like cool works for me um so if at 13 you can figure that out yeah, grown up should be able to figure out right. i mean it's no skin off her nose why is yeah. it why does it bother anybody else sure. life life you know life moves on and I'm so I had a mother contact me regarding her trans child and I talked to Jace about it um, to see if he knew who this person was, because the mom seemed to think that they w were friends or knew each other. Sure. Um, and so it took a little bit of doing in, in me giving Jace more information for him to go. Oh, yeah, that's that. I know person. them. I know that person. Right. But didn't equate them with being trans at all. This is yeah. just another kid that he went to school with. Right. He knew that this person was transitioning from female to male but didn't feel the need to put that label on the person and also mm -hmm. didn't mess up the pronouns, didn't skip a beat. This is just who this person is. Sure. Um, and so our kids, I mean, are so far more advanced than we were just even 10 years ago. Yeah. I remember um, being at the state fair with Jet and stopping at um, political tables and fighting for uh, equality in Minnesota just regarding marriage. Just marriage equality. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I, I mean, this was like yesterday, you know, and so we have come very 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 far mm -hmm. in in a very short amount of time yeah um and i don't want to throw the word entitled around but some <laughs> but of our lgbt kids bt kids don't understand the the where where pride came from and mm. why we're still fighting for rights and why you know because they're growing up it's a great thing right don't it's get a, me wrong it's a good they're bad growing thing. up in a generation where uh, they won't have to to deal with these things. And so I find myself when I'm discussing it with my children and anybody else's children, I find myself comparing it to the biracial marriages and, you know, uh, blacks and whites weren't allowed to go to school with each other at mm -hmm. one point in time. Mm -hmm. um, and my kids are like, that's absurd. Uh, and I said, eventually we're going to get to a point where um, discriminations against the LGBT community are just as absurd. 
Uh, somebody just got fired recently because they're gay. Somebody got kicked out of their home. A bakery not too terribly long ago won't make a cake for a gay couple. You know, these are things that are going to seem absurd in, in the however future. many years. Yeah. And, and so we're headed in the right direction. We're just not quite there here, especially in rural areas. Sure. You know, Fargo-Moorhead, completely different thing going on there. I mean, they literally have the biggest pride event of the nation. I mean, it's, you know, Fargo-Moorhead. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. I did it's not know that. It's insane there. Their, their Fargo, their pride has become massive if you look up I, the statistics. It's I kind of like, would have thought it was still like that Midwestern mindset, like, I I'm sure there's a pretty good and it's in North Dakota, but it's kind of like Minnesota kind of hugged Fargo. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, like they're not really. It's if you're really from North Dakota, you live in Bismarck. Is yeah, that, but it is. Why not? <laughs> um, right. You know, but, um, but I mean, yeah, Fargo Moorhead has progressed. I grew up there. Okay. Yeah. Leaps and bounds compared yeah. to when I was growing up there, and so we'll get there, mm-hmm. you know, eventually too. But we got to make sure that our youth stay here, and yeah. so they don't move away, or we right. won't progress. So right. your so your organization that you put put together is Saga. Yes. S A G A. Yes. And it's sexuality and ag- gender alliance. and gender alliance. And you were telling us beforehand that like. Uh, so that's not a national organization or any kind of thing like that. It's not like a chapter. No, okay. Saga is used. Is it? I mean, you run out of acronyms after a while. Well, right. And so it's it's recycled. It's yeah. it's not mine. So it's not yours. It's, it's been used before. But you specifically chose it because it was somewhat open ended. Yes. Uh, so that it's not just like I think you were saying. It covers all it sexuality covers everything. and gender. Um, and so just tell us a little bit about like what's the structure? What's the what are you going to do? What's the goal? Well. First was getting my kids approval. Uh, <laughs> well, you got yeah, that. I, I got that. And so I created a Facebook page and I started contacting anyone who might have access to LGBT kids because nobody uses Facebook <laughs> under the age of so much. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Now, yep. That's definitely yeah. true. Okay. Definitely. So when I, when I started using Facebook, um, my daughter was like, why are you on Facebook? They didn't want the parents and grandparents on Facebook right. because yeah. that's ridiculous. Now they and don't then care. they've all migrated right. yeah. to like you know, yeah. Instagram and Snapchat and you know how long it took for me to learn how to say Snapchat. I used to say Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat. Yeah. I'm so out of the, but so now the old people have taken over yeah. Facebook yep. and no kids are on here. And this is this, this is the media plat social media platform. I know how to use. Yeah. Right. So I create, you know, a Facebook page and I create an Instagram because I'm not completely, you're not, not totally I'm out not, of it. not completely unhip. Um, but I still have to reach these kids yeah. somehow. So, um, and word of mouth is is fine, but we're at the end of the school year. Right. Um, and so I contact Lakeland Mental Health and I talk to the counselors there. Um, I talked to um, the school, the school counselors, um, just various people, the person that heads up the rainbow group at KSS, um, which is fantastic. But if you go to the rainbow group, it's pretty much a proclamation to the rest of the school that you're yeah, gay. Sure. And there's there's no privacy there whatsoever. Sure. Um, and so and they don't really do much. They go meet in a classroom weekly. Sometimes they do some art things. But I wanted these kids out and doing things together. And more importantly, I wanted them to connect with other kids, not just from KSS. This isn't going to be an exclusive, you know, sure. our teens kind of thing. Um, and so created the Facebook page, created the first couple of events, reached out to a few people. Um, and, and then it, and then craziness happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, when I say I was inundated with messages, I mean, it was nonstop. So I'm trying to run my business full time. This is good messages. And this is, this is great messages. Yes. I just want to make clarify, like some, it went some crazy because yes. some, some heartbreaking, some adults that said, I wish I'd have had this mm-hmm. when I was there because, mm-hmm. um, I never felt like I belonged and I left. 
Mm. Um, and so at least some kids, you know, are going to benefit from this. Yeah. Um, and then parents, I have parents of all kinds of kids messaging me saying, um, they were bullied so terribly at school that they began to thrive social distance or distance learning yeah. during COVID. Sure. And they've decided not to send them back to school. Mm. So these kids are not going back to school because they did better at home, um, for reasons that they shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Right. Shouldn't be doing yeah. better at home. And so, um, and, and a lot of that commentary is, you know, and they'll have no friends now. So this group will give them friends. Mm. Um, I have a father who reached out to me and said their 13 year old daughter attempted suicide this last year because, oh. um, she looks like a boy. Um, and he doesn't know exactly where she stands. He doesn't care where she stands regarding her, her gender or her sexuality. Um, but just the suggestion that she might be because of the way she looks made her a target mm. for people to make her life miserable. Um, the difference between bullying back when I was a kid and bullying now is they can get to you. Mm. They can get to you mm-hmm. via mm-hmm. text. They can get to you through group chats. They can get to you um, through your gamer tags while you're playing your yeah. you know, PlayStation or your Xbox. They can, um, And it's 24 and hours. You can't get away from it. And it's nonstop. Yep. Um, and so... Um, And I think the most surprising thing is I'm getting messages from everywhere, Alexandria, Detroit Lakes, Underwood, Battle Lake, um, and even the kaleidoscope in in Fargo-Moorhead has has not been as active lately. What's the kaleidoscope? Kaleidoscope is their youth group. Okay. Um, I used to do some volunteer stuff for there and help them with crafts and things like that. When I was living in Holly, I would travel up there and do some things. And so I'm getting messages from some of those kids. Um, and it's gotten it's gotten pretty big. Yeah. Um, but among those messages are from um, the adults that left. We, mm-hmm. I talked about yeah. that. Um, and it just kind of became apparent that you know while I want to target youth and make them feel included, um, we need to recognize our entire LGBT community mm. officially for the for the first time. Mm. Like really make us so in eighteen days. <laughs> I say that you, over and over and over. Are you launching like Saga Silver? So, yeah. <laughs> Saga 2.0. Yeah. No. So in 18 days, I kid you not, Saga Youth went from being created, um, planning a couple events, to planning an entire Pride weekend and and creating Fergus Pride. Wow. In 18 days. And sometimes I look back at it and I think, I'm not exactly sure how. How that, how that even happened? No. That was, um, and that was last week, correct? Uh, no, this this started in th- yeah, it's this weekend. This, this weekend? Yeah. Oh, it's this weekend. Yeah. I was I was so, tagging it with so Summerfest. April 30th, Saga Youth was created. I can't do the math. By May 18th, an entire Fergus Pride was planned. Wow. wow. Which is like that's nutty. Yeah. So was this the first time that there has been a group in a parade in Fergus? Yes. Okay. So I you're, this you is can't a, hear it on the on the on the on the audio, but she's beaming. Yeah, she says it's yes, great. and she's grinning so, from so ear to ear. I this this was the first Summerfest parade that we have missed, so I wasn't there. But neither was, was I. I know, it was, like it was weird. But what was the reception of that? It was pretty phenomenal. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about Fergus Fergus or Fergus. I can't talk. Fargo Morehead yeah. Pride. Yep. So a good friend of mine. Um, lives in Moorhead, and she headed up a, for a, for many years. She headed up a lot of the Fergus or the Fargo Moorhead. Stupid F. Word. Yeah, <laughs> Fargo Moorhead. Um, she she headed up a lot of the Fargo Pride stuff, um, and she for 
one of the parades built these massive glitter hearts. Yeah. Like huge. And so I wanted to do something maybe smaller scale, simple, (laughs) you know, something like that. And so I called her up and I said, hey, Mara, I'm thinking of stealing your idea, but I have limited time and I need to know how much my materials are going to cost and how long it's going to take me. And she goes, oh, honey, I still have them. Nice. And so (laughs) fast forward to driving there, picking them up. And they're massive. They didn't. They they couldn't yeah. fit in one of our vehicles, so we had to use another <laughs> another vehicle. I, I footage. I don't even know how big these things are. Anyway, I saw pictures. So they, they're large. Yeah. So um, you know, I recruited some people to be in the parade, mm-hmm. candy and flyers and banners and and these massive hearts. Yeah. Which John carried the green one. Yeah. Um. And uh, that's what you were carrying. Yeah. I saw, I saw the picture. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, and we followed behind with our ridiculously ugly red HHR dressed like a bug with polka dots and antennas. We called it the love bug. Um, you know, blaring all you need is love by the Beatles. Um, and, and we came around the corner and uh, it was a very big mixture of standing ovations and clapping and hooting and hollering and people who remained seated in their chair mm. looking at us like they smelled something awful in the air. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, it was it was very mixed. And very um, noticeable, apparently. It was very noticeable. Yeah. Oh. But I had a girl approximately 11, 12 years old come up to me and say, I've been dreaming of this day my whole life. Um, and that just like made me melt. And then there was a nine-year-old boy who insisted, who knew we were coming, and insisted on bringing um, his mother's rainbow skirt as a flag because he couldn't find a rainbow flag. Oh. And he 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 flaunted it in front of us and held it up and clapped. And uh, I got a message from um, his mother after the parade saying that was the single reason he came to the parade and he thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and then the messages started pouring in again. I got messages from people who live in this community um, that were just thankful that we we represented them, that wow. they had a piece in this parade and, and, and it was, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. It's a cool feeling. I would do it again. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it again. Every Saturday for the next, you know, <laughs> John's like, I don't know. I if don't I'm want to carry that hard. That Occasionally heavy. I want to take my kids to the zoo or something. Yeah, so could right. we, could we mix in a Sunday or something? Yeah. I mean, that's, yep. <laughs> but I mean, I, it just, it, it's just a very, a very good feeling. Yeah. Um, we had flyers with information regarding Saga Youth and Fergus Pride. Um, and I was instructed my my people to just hand them out to to ones that looked like they were, you know, supportive and encouraging <laughs> and clapping and whatnot. So we weren't just like thrusting this in the hands of, yeah. everybody. of everybody. You weren't the politicians in the yeah. parade. Yeah. Right. Um, Making sure you have to take their. Yeah. I did inadvertently hand it out by accident to um, a local pastor and he was very, you know, hand in mm-hmm. my face and said, no, thank you. Um, and so, I mean, you know. There was some pushback, but yeah. it was worth it. Have you have you received a, much of that negative pushback? Um, maybe on a more private scale that you know maybe that wasn't necessarily at the parade, but um, and then what are your thoughts about how we move forward with that? I mean, you know, well, small think- town reception and whatever. I think we've all grown up, you know, seeing some of that. Um, so has there been negative, and then what do you do about it? Well, you don't do anything about the negative. <laughs> okay. I mean, it exists. Yeah. And 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 if you have reached um, people and changed their mind, or you have reached people um, on any positive level, uh, we're doing our job, and that's yeah. what we're doing. Um, you know, you ignore the negative mm. because you know what are you going to do about it? You can fight with these people, and then they just have more reasons to hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, if it shows up on Saga Youth uh, 
page, I just delete and ban. Mm -hmm. Um, If it shows up in, you know, other areas where I can't touch it, I just encourage people just not to respond. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you are going to respond, respond in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the comments that I'm seeing are like, uh, when are we going to have straight weekend? You know, (laughs) (laughs) like like straight people are so oppressed. Uh Um, You know, and the one lady commented... um, Fergus Falls should focus more on creating businesses here so people stay instead of doing stuff like this so people leave. Oh. You know, like people are going to leave because of Pride Weekend. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, just you know, little things like that. Um, yeah. I don't know what to expect this weekend if we're going to end up with any physical people having sure. an issue with it. I doubt it. Yeah. Because in this day and age, I think um, they're cowards. Mm. <laughs> I think, you know what I mean? I think the bulk. Like you'll get it online maybe, but yeah. not, not they're not going to people- show up. These people are more comfortable doing it, you know, under, under the radar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where it's we live in a, a day and age where, fortunately, the larger percent of the population is accepting. Mm-hmm. You know, that's across the entire country, not just you know. Um, and so, you know, the people that are hateful are in the minority. Sure. And we just keep heading in that direction. I think um, for a minute, I was surprised by the businesses downtown that have put up, you know, rainbow decorations this month um, and kind of themed for Pride Month. And then it was like, okay, I maybe would have been surprised 10 years ago, but like today I shouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah. And that, and it was a fleeting thing, but like, no, this is, this is really cool that there is that recognition there and people are willing to say like, we see you um, and you are welcome, you know, like. That's kind of where the birth of Fergus Pride happened, actually. I was speaking with um, Dominic at Springboard um, about um, hosting a saga event in the Springboard space. And he said, you know, I think it would be kind of cool if we could do something with our windows here. Um, And like, okay. And so we were thinking about what we could do with the windows. Um, And so I did those circles that are hanging there. And and, and another friend did the butterflies. And um, another friend did um, a, a dress form um, piece and, and it was very cool and that caught on then somebody else did one at cadets and mm-hmm. then we've got um i think biffley's was supposed to put up something but i don't know if they have yet or not and then jan from um creative Home yeah. goods um and so it just kind of it came from there and it's just a good example of how you just have to start somewhere however mm-hmm. small it is um it catches on i mean mm-hmm. you, you cannot feel not feel good about pride weekend i mean even if you're on the fence you know <laughs> what's to hate about like parties and dancing and and getting together and in and, and, and rainbows and i mean you know so i think i think we'll change some minds and it'll be good um and and seeing it downtown hopefully you know um, it's so cheerful it is. <laughs> it, it's, i mean it's rainbows it, so it, I mean, right like, that's what i mean like I, it's yeah. just it's just cheerful when you see And it, it just feels good after a year of just feeling like crap. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a good time to just feel good about something. Um, and so that's kind of my hope. And hopefully no naysayers and jerks show up and try to make th- things difficult this weekend. Like mm-hmm. I said, I kind of doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could happen. Mm. You know? So do you have like any, I mean, so you were involved, were you involved in the Fargo-Moorhead Kaleidoscope, you said you were involved there. I volunteered. Okay, I went, I went and, and taught some like, kids some crafts. Sometimes we, so one of the things we talk about a lot is sort of just like uh, the differences between like the rural perspective, and, or not rural perspective, but rural experience going through all of these things versus like in an urban setting where it's, it may be different. Do you, have you 
notice anything that's like you see that's either harder or easier? Like, are there are there strengths to like a rural setting doing these kind of things, or 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 maybe it's just the same? Maybe it. Well, there's a high in bringing something to an area that's never had it before. Sure. I mean, so that's that, already good. That feels pretty good. Um, as far as differences between, like, say, Fargo Moorhead and the Fergus Falls area, um, I'm going to probably catch some flack for this. Uh, but, <laughs> yes. you know, but I mean, why not rock the boat a little bit? Um, there is a, a very liberal, accepting, loving, progressive base in Fergus Falls. I have found my you people. You have found them. Um, yes. And and and, and there's some really great people. There's some great art here. Mm-hmm. There's some great, great um, community leaders. There's yeah. some... There, it, and they are stifled by this umbrella of conservative church-going Fergus Follians that have been here for God knows how long. There are so many churches and so many minds that are set like that from way back to when their great-great-great-grandpas lived here. Um, it makes it difficult for them to breathe. Hmm. Um, I approach businesses and I ask them um, if they want to get involved. And their response is, I do. I support you but I'm afraid of what this might do to my business. Right. Mm. You know, um, so, and I said this before, we live in a community uh, of people that are afraid to be who they are Mm. and a community of people who are afraid to support them because of what might happen to them. Mm -hmm. That's messed up. And so I'm trying to break the barrier. I'm trying to break through this umbrella of, you know, um, and it might be hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might be a challenge. Um, but if we get enough of those people who are a little bit afraid to not be afraid, <laughs> um, you know, we we can move forward. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's it's time to progress a little bit. Well, that's that's kind of what I said after the parade too, when we were kind of sitting there talking about how it went and what we all had experienced as we walked that route. Um, and I use an analogy that I use at work when we're talking about uh, teaching people how to do a job. Uh, I said, you've got some people that are A players and you got some that are probably D players, <laughs> uh, right? I mean, that's just what it yeah. is, right? Um, and to me, the parade was, yeah, there was there was always going to be those people because there's people right now that went to the parade, et cetera, see the things downtown and all they're doing is like, well, it'll be over in a couple weeks and then we'll just go back to what we've been doing mm. like it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. But so when we go through the parade, like you said, you're not going to change everybody. But the analogy I use at work, too, is if, if I'm not looking to f- change the A players and I hope the D players get there, what I'm really hoping to do is to get the C squad <laughs> to be. To, to move up. One. To move up. I want you to go from, because you've got the Yahoo, pride is awesome. You've got the, hey, it's okay, to the C squad, C squad which is like, <sighs> I'm just going to quietly that- judge you. <laughs> And I want you to move to, I want you to move to, this is okay. That's that's what I would like to see. You know, the, the D players, you're never going to fix. Well, I take that back. I was one. Right. Okay. You were a D so they, they, they can be rescued, right? And they can go, they can turn into A students. You know, funny thing is, that's how my high school years went too. I went from a D student to an A student. Uh, but uh, you can get them there. But really where you've got to work is that middle group. You've got to get those folks that are just passively negative to being, even if it's just passively positive, right? <laughs> my, my sister fits in this category. Um, oh, I accept gay people. I just don't think they should be married. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you know, the, there's that middle, you know, sure. that middle group. Yeah. I think that's kind of what you're, you know. I think, I think, so, okay, so full disclosure, 
I would probably put myself in the middle group. Okay. Okay. Um, I am from Fergus. Yeah. Um, I am, I consider myself primarily, I identify as a conservative type person. Sure. Um, involved in faith community. And, and so there's a lot of. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to make, no, I don't no, no. make it sound like I. No, but I know, think. I'm, I'm really, talking about the extreme. I'm not talking about, I, I have I might friends be, of all walks of life. I might be the extreme, but I mean, like, no. these, these are the kind of. If convert- you're in the C group, you're not extreme. <laughs> well, maybe I'm in a C minus group. I don't know. <laughs> but, but like trying to work through. So like, and, and if I'm, if I try to be as, as, uh, as honest as possible. So if I, and we're wading into some dark waters here and you can tell me to stop if we don't, if you don't want to go there, but no, like, totally. um, as I understand it currently, as I'm working through it, my, my faith has not, does not have, um, I don't want to say acceptance. I'm trying to figure out how to, it is not, compa- this is not compatible with this belief structure. Okay. Sure. Um, that doesn't mean I, I'm trying to figure out though, how do I support people who don't subscribe to that, um, and love them and accept them, but also maintain, I'm still, it's very weird. It's a very weird place to be. And so that's probably why I'm saying I'm in the C group. Cause I'm not necessarily like, and you, you said this several times about like, it's wrong. Technically that is what I'm saying. Sure. But that's, that is me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I, how do I, how do I maintain that? And also, um, support people like one of the things that i love about this and and is is that and this is i think typical for all not all for many um groups that are formed for lgbtq especially kids and stuff like that sure they actually collect up a whole bunch of other kids that are not lgbtq sure because they don't fit anywhere else and so what does that say about our communities what does that say about my faith community that like somebody doesn't feel comfortable they don't feel loved or accepted. You know what I mean? So it's just a weird, I'm working through all this kind of stuff. No, I completely understand. Um, so my question to you is. Oh boy. <laughs> all right. You started um, it. I did. Yeah. I opened it up. Yeah, I ain't scared. If no, she did not, no, I was going to. No, but, no, but so, I am. So I get this argument a lot. The Bible says it's wrong. Um, nowhere in the New Testament does Jesus reference same-sex relationships at all. Not, not once. No man on man, no woman on woman, no nothing. Um, what he does say is to love everyone unconditionally. Um, but the Old Testament has some interesting tidbits about, sure. about, but it also has tidbits about how women who are menstruating shouldn't be in public because they are unclean. Yeah. It also says absolutely no tattoos, no divorce, no pig skin, no, no, which is basically a football. I mean, there's a whole section in the same section, literally, that says that being gay is wrong. So what my problem is, is there's a whole lot of picking and choosing there. So all that other stuff is crap. But that stuff about the gays is right. Uh, I, I, For the record, okay. I don't expect you to defend the entire. No, no, no. So actually, <laughs> you know, I mean, this, I, I, this is it. Okay. First of all, I, I, I didn't, I am not trying to pick that argument because. No, 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 no. I'm but just I, making a point. But, but I respectfully, in order to make the argument that you just made, you also pick and choose very liberally about what things you think or are you anybody who does this, which is why I'm not trying to do that. What I guess I'm trying to, uh, what am I trying to, I'm not trying to. Hmm. <laughs> I think, so I think I may be in a slightly different place than Mike, but a little bit similar. <laughs> 
but yes, you're slightly different. generally in a slightly different I mean, place than me. Okay, so I'm the liberal among us, right? Um, but I was also raised in a very traditional church. Like I heard you say Missouri Synod. I wasn't raised in Missouri Synod, but I was raised in a very traditional church, right? So like I was raised with a very specific set of beliefs about what is right and what is wrong, right? Um, and I think through, um, you know, many different things in the course of adulthood, um, just like, you know, you know, maybe there's more gray than I thought and maybe I totally don't understand and I, and I find mixed messages in the Bible or I can see you reading the Bible and saying, nope, it's this. And I can see you reading the Bible and saying, nope, it's this. And where I'm at is saying, okay, well, I'm not meant to fully understand everything. What I am meant to do is love everyone no matter what. And that's exactly what so, be. so that so that's where I'm kind of like, I don't understand, and I'm maybe not fully there with wrapping my mind around the mix of the way I was raised religiously. Um, still a very you know strong um, faith is still very important to me, but I, like that marriage for me hasn't happened yet, you know theology or whatever. But my thing now, as I'm getting older, and maybe just more self aware too, is that's not that's not my call. I'm going to love no matter what, like that's, that's where I want to fall. The one, the one thing I'd add to that is that, uh, you know, Mike, you mentioned your, your faith community and, um, I happened, I happened to be part of the same (laughs) group of people, right? Yep. Um, and it's no secret. I've made it abundantly clear, um, to our pastor who, for the record, I love dearly. I think he's an amazing individual. Um, we just happen to disagree on a couple biggies, um, uh, and 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 so there's where that is. But here's the thing: uh, I will never get into a discussion. I let me say, I'm yeah. going to pull back. The, I'll pull back the never. I try very hard not to get into theological discussions because, for all the things I know, um, I am not a, a Bible expert. I don't claim to be, um, and I and I don't want to. I don't want to get into an argument with picking and choosing because, quite honestly, I'm going to lose because I don't know it front and back. Sure. Okay? Yeah. Um, what I know, though, based on what I grew up with. And what I still hear Sundays now as a general rule is as a general rule. Well, I like it. Well, yeah, and I'll and I'll touch on that. Um, as a general rule, it's just like kind of a Bill and Ted, can just be excellent to each other, right? Sure. Uh, and so, if if God did all the things, uh, and we're not supposed to know what all the things are, right? Then you know what? I'm gonna roll with it, and. Um, our church, I got to give them credit for it. Every now and again, they do this series called We Don't Talk About That. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> every, and and, and I, I used to avoid some of them because they really, really bothered me. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I decided I'm not going to avoid them anymore. Uh, and the most recent one that we that was was had that discussed sexuality and you know love is love and all of these things, uh, I sat in my normal spot. Um, you may have noticed this Hawaiian shirt I have on. I have over twenty five different varieties of the shirt. <laughs> one of them is a full on rainbow shirt, uh, and I sat front and center with my rainbow shirt. Nice. Um, arms crossed These in a very also in the parade. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. In a very, with my arms crossed in a very judgmental way, and my children and my wife sat there with me. Um, pause for a deep breath. After the, the, the service was over full credit, pastor actually walked up to us and he said, you know, I'm really impressed that you were here. I appreciate you coming. And we had about a five minute conversation there. 
in the in the uh, in the in the in the just where we had been sitting. Uh, and I'm full on crying because it's important to me. And I said, my kids will never know that it is right to say that a person who is gay or transgender or other in some way, mm-hmm. even if it's, I'm just super awkward or I'm autistic or I'm whatever the difference is. I'm liberal. It, right. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter yeah. what the difference is. Just be excellent to each other. Yes. Right. And I know that's corny sounding, right? And that's kind of, you know me, that's kind of my shtick. I can get really serious and then I throw in this. And then it's a ho, ho, ho. Uh, You know, fat guy, we make jokes. Uh, And so, you know, I I, I struggle with a lot of it. But we continue to go to the same church who a lot of people, when they hear where I go to church, go, really? You go there? You go there? And I'm like, look, there's a really, there's a lot of nice people there. And there's people there doing a lot of really nice things for people in the community. Um, th- the door just is a little bit narrow, mm. not closed. Mm-hmm. I won't say closed, but it's 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 not as welcoming as one might think. Because while our church has got the door open saying, hey, come on in. We love whoever you are. But they ride, and if I'm wrong, you correct me. <laughs> um, they ride the... <laughs> Love the person, hate the sin train, right? Sure. Um, and that doesn't get there because you're mm-hmm. you're saying, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hate the part of you that decides who you love. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's gross. Yeah. Um, sorry, it's it, it, to me, it's just it's super gross, uh, and I and I can't get down with that. Um, by the way, after we get done fixing this thing. Uh, I plan to continue. <laughs> I plan to continue fighting about the no, no women pastors. But, that's, right. but we'll, we'll save that for another day. Uh, yeah. I'll have I my, like that you <laughs> decided to take LGBTQ on before women pastors because you figured that'll be easier. One at a time, one at a time. But I, what I was saying is we still go to church there. And one of the reasons that we still do is because, uh, man, I don't know if any, very many people don't know how I stand or how my family stands on this. But I'm going to be there for that person that who's maybe there right. with their family yeah. who is scared to death to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And they're walking to a building once a week with their family dutifully because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And being told, we love you, just not quite as much as we could. Mm-hmm. We could love you a little more. Um, and that's maybe not the full-blown intent. But man, I mean, it's it's an old saying, but perception is reality. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. you're saying doesn't matter what your intent is. It's how the other person perceives it. And yeah. if you're leaving some gray area there, that's on you, not on them. Yeah. That, at the oh, beginning, oh, sorry. Um, at the beginning of, of Pride Month, one of the things that I saw on social media, and I don't know if it was like a quote that was attributed to somebody or anything, so I apologize if I'm missing that, but is that Pride Month is necessary because still today there was a kid who thought about killing themselves because they didn't fit um, or because we they felt two in this area this year. Yeah. I, to and suicide. It, it has stuck with me. And I think that part of me as like, as somebody who loves Jesus passionately is saying, this is breaking my heart that the places that we should feel the most loved and the most welcomed are in the doors of the church in my mind. Like I have right. that in me. Um, and this is where a lot of that hurt is coming from. Yep. And I'm and I'm definitely struggling with that. It's so, yeah. oh, go ahead. So yeah. he might be targeting the C group. 
Um, (laughs) And and, and those and those C groups are going to church and they're hearing from their pastors and that, you know, they're they're the rest of the congregation that, you know, uh, Josh, we really love them, but they shouldn't be gay. Mm. Um, You know, it's it's they they treat it like a a mental illness or an imbalance or, you know, something. And let's just pray for them because Mm -hmm. they're going to be okay. you know. Um, and it's unfortunate well, because we're going to pray it away. Yeah, right. It's unfortunate yeah. that this happened to them yeah. um, kind of attitude, um, it, you know, and that's that that targeting that C group and trying to change their mind is fantastic. But the people I wanted to reach and the people I want to reach um, through Saga Youth and, and being president in, in, the, in the parade um, is that 13 year old kid yeah. who right. is absolutely terrified of telling their parents. Yeah. yeah. But see those glitter hearts coming down the street and they're like, you know what, this might be the time. Um, instead mm-hmm. of waiting until they're twenty and being closed up and 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 living inside themselves, yeah. uh, afraid to be who they are, you know, for the majority of of the bulk of their teen years, which yep. is where your brain is developing the most. I mean, your brain can play all kinds of tricks on you when you're yep. 13, 14 years old. Yeah. Like I, something is wrong with me, and I can't talk to anybody about it. If I can reach that kid. Um, yeah. Or who suspects that their 15-year-old is gay but is not comfortable having that conversation mm-hmm. yet and is waiting for that kid to come mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. And they might wait years. Um, if it sparks a conversation between that parent and said, you know, we think maybe there's something you want to talk to us about. Um, and they can have that conversation then. Those are the people that I want to reach. Yeah. Because the longer these kids stay inside themselves in a community that they don't feel accepts them or they've already assumed that their parents won't accept them because of the community that they live in. Yeah. Um, if I can reach those people on an individual basis, yeah. um, that's all I, that's all I really care about. Mm. The C group. I mean, if they, <laughs> you know, they're going to come along eventually. Anyway, like I said, look back and, you know, uh, get there faster. racism through the years, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll get them. Eventually they'll be on our team. Um, and there'll be A players. Is that what we're calling? I, I'll get them. You have to, I, I, I'll get them to the B squad. Solid B. I'll get them to the B. Even B minus is good. No, um, I, you know, but it's, you're right. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. And it goes with that, though, because it, like when we talk to, you know, again, we don't talk to the seven year old about this because it's a little early uh, for for him anyway. Uh, but with, with Ori, eh, probably shouldn't. Well, everybody knows who knows me knows her name. No big deal. Um, but, uh, you know, all we say to her is um, whatever you whoever you are, whatever you choose to be. You need to know that you can always just come talk to us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. And, you know, the funny thing is, is it's not that huge of a step, right? I mean, parents have been trying to make those steps for years about other things, right? Yep. Um, look, if you're going to drink, for the for the love of Pete, if you're going to drink somewhere, don't drive. Yeah, call, call me. me. I right. will yep. come and get you. Yes, there might be some repercussions because you're 17 and you shouldn't be out in a cornfield drinking, but I want you safe and yeah. I want you healthy and safe and happy. So we that's the framework. That's the same conversation. It's just a different topic. Right. So you've got to, as a parent, you've just got to be willing to go, you know what? Sometimes you're going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation with your kids about something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, I mean, Jiminy Crickets, I'm not super excited about having a conversation about sex with my daughter someday. I don't care if, if it's straight, gay. Straight I don't care. Gay or I don't whatever. Wanna, I, I, no, I'm with you. You should never, ever, ever think about that. Here is a ponytail holder and <laughs> yeah. a you know whatever. No, just just let's let's right. let's make some cookies, right? Um, and I'm not excited about having that conversation because it's going to be awkward for me. And I think that's for some people. That's where some of that comes from. Some of it's how you were raised, right? Yeah. But some of it is like I'm gonna mess this up. Mess it up, but be honest about messing it up. 
And yeah. Like, hey, and I might not be the expert, but I'm glad you're talking to me. Yeah. And you know, between the two of us, we should be able to find other people to talk to and find us a, a group that can offer some support. Yeah. So that you can be around. I mean, we all want to be around like-minded people to kind of talk about the things that are bothering us and that are hard for us and are stressful for us and be in an environment where one, and I struggle with this one, first and foremost, you're just being supported. Okay. The part I struggle with is maybe there's a solution. I struggle with that as, as, a, as a husband. I'm like, not every problem apparently requires, requires a solution. Requires a solution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've, I'm getting, after 25 plus years, I'm almost slightly better. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think it's, it, it's such a long time coming. You've got to be, the reason that people have to talk about it. I actually, I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day. He's like, in the same thing, I, we've heard it all before. Man, I don't care what anybody is, who anybody loves. I just don't know why I've got to hear about it. Right. He was in my vehicle. <laughs> and we had an hour and ride ahead of us. <laughs> and, and I'm nice about it because he's a friend. And I said, this is why. I said, yes, they're not telling you so that you know who they're sleeping with right. or who they're in love with or who they might be in love with. They're telling you because you need to understand that this segment of the population is treated differently because of how they are. And then the one question that gets gets asked in those situations that I absolutely love is the kind of the flip the script question. The So let me put it to you this way. How would you like to be treated how you think the blank community is treated, whether it's LBGTQ, right. whether it's black, whether it's whatever it is, how would you like to be treated the way you see them being treated? And I'll tell you what, I'll give you five minutes to think of your answer. <laughs> you know, some people are completely blinded to it, though. They, yeah. they, I mean, they'll, they'll scroll and they'll see an article um, about, you know, a hatred against somebody in, in particular and they'll, and they'll dismiss right. it. Thankfully, um, he wasn't. Here, here is a good example. Now, I am not saying for certain that this was a hate crime, but I do a lot of super sleuthing and digging around. <laughs> and there's there's some buzz um, regarding this person's previous actions. There was a 14-year-old girl murdered in Fargo. We all know the case. Uh, she's a, she's a non-binary uh, LGBTQ kid. Um, and I personally... In my gut, because I've seen a lot of these articles, I've I've done my research. I think that this she was she was targeted because right. of the way she looked. It's seven o'clock in the morning, broad daylight, out on her skateboard, just heading back to her mom so she could go to work. Um, I have repeatedly watched the narrative regarding this, and the narrative I'm reading is he shouldn't be in this country because he's an immigrant and he's not from here. They are very quick to point out that he is an immigrant who's not from this country. Mm. Um, and they will completely avoid the fact that she's an LGBTQ kid. Mm. Um, not one article has made mention of it, even in, in passing saying, we're not certain if this is a hate crime, but this, and she was very open about it. She was very, um, her, her, her real name um, was not used in the articles. It was mm -hmm. a name that she chose. I mean, it's very obvious yep. looking through her stuff. Um, and so these things happen and people choose to turn a blind eye. Uh, one of my kids in my saga group, um, at his own school, um, not in the Fergus Falls school, but in the surrounding area, was recently chased down the hallway and had to lock himself in a classroom and call his mother. And his mother heard over the phone as they screamed hatred slurs at him, pounded mm. on the door for him to open it because they wanted to beat him up. 
Um, she had to use a separate phone while keeping her phone her, her son on the phone. She used somebody else's phone to call the school office to alert them of what's going on um, so that they could send somebody down there and rescue her son. And this was just literally weeks ago. Um, this happens to our kids. This happens to our community. And if if we haven't forgotten already, just five years ago, uh, 40 some people, 54 were injured in a shootout in Orlando at the Pulse Club. Yeah. Hate happens against the LGBT community all the time. Mm-hmm. And the C group that you're talking about, these yeah. people are like, well, I mean, they exist. We just don't really even need to hear about it. And, and you know, and you know, what I mean, this those gray area people. Um, turn a blind eye. Right. You know, they they hear about it and they see about it and they and they and they just because it's you gotta if you let that in, you have to address yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's some heavy work start, then. You have to yeah. start doing some self self looking, and that's mm-hmm. hard. That's hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, I fortunately have not had to do that work regarding this, but I've had to do it regarding other things, and yeah. so I know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I mean, as long as people don't let it in and 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 realize that this is happening to our kids, you know. They're probably still going to have, they're going to have that attitude. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have a, uh, a straight weekend? <laughs> you know, why do we have to see this all the time? Why with all the rainbows? Like the person on my, on my Facebook friends list that yeah. blocked me recently and sent me a message telling me I needed to tone it down or they were going to have to hide me. Um, I'm not going to tone it down. I'm trying yeah. not to be obnoxious about it, but I need to hit some points home. I need to, um, and as much as I would like to share all the awful things that happen to the LGBT, BT community because it really is awful. I choose to focus on the positive, on the good stuff. Um, and it probably looks like you know you're being gagged with rainbows. Um, and I don't apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's if if it if it's if it uh, it gets the, the point across a little bit and gets people thinking um, a little bit more, or not gets people thinking, <laughs> and and I reach the people who need it. Yeah, you know. If I don't change Tom's mind because he just is set in his ways, I don't care. But if I've reached a 12-year-old who thinks that they might be gay and has no idea what to do about it, um, then that's what I want to do. So, Yeah. Well, that's pretty, I mean. That's pretty I, great. I think, honestly, that is that is what I am most excited about, that that this is happening. I mean, even if we don't agree on all, on all everything is that like, and and your, your description of the response of once you got this rolling just goes to show, I mean, it's awesome and heartbreaking at the same time in terms of like, it's awesome that people that you're doing this and people are responding to it. And it's also heartbreaking because it's a huge swath of people that we're missing. And I think now if I'm, I'll roll it, roll it back to church just a little bit and then I'll be done with that. But like, we as, and I'll use church writ large, have so much to learn from groups like this in terms of being able to, to learn how to love and accept and, yeah. and reach people. And we shouldn't be afraid of it. Like there's not, there's never fear in conversation. Like you, you're not going to talk me gay. No. Uh, and like, and I'm not going to talk other people straight. Like it just doesn't work that way, but we can at least try to learn how to talk. Um, sure. And then that learn, you know, having the, Pride events and things like that, especially in a community, a small community, I think anyway, uh, that exposure is good because yes, you might gag on rainbows, but we do need to hear these things because I have, I have lived a very sheltered life. I've lived here my entire life. Um, and I have grown up in churches, mostly conservative churches. The number I can count the number of LGBTQ people on just like one hand that I have ever had, like really any kind of any kind of relationship that's you just don't have enough connection and so you have to sometimes 
put yourself out there so you can have connections with people anyway and we can all move forward because i don't want to live in a world where any anybody is a f- for sure getting harassed or killed or anything like that but not being able to to feel like they, they don't have anyone to turn to like right. that should not be especially in a in a community our size with forty seven thousand churches you, nobody should ever feel like they have nowhere to turn to right mm-hmm. so yeah anyway that's it and also i just i think that for what you're calling the c squad like for for but for for those people i think um these kinds of events and the way that you are marketing the activities from saga and like like you said focusing on the positive like it's it's happy it's all inclusive you know other kids are welcome and whatever i think all of that will hopefully help some of these folks who are kind of like meh, um realize that they don't have to be afraid of it right mm-hmm. like and when you say I, these folks are you looping us in there I, I am i i don't think that i'm was afraid of it yeah, i'm just i'm just but, <laughs> when when she when when you made those comments about like people like businesses okay mm-hmm. um that is something i struggle with and not even necessarily businesses wise but like how do i support without i don't know what and See, so like i'll do you one better than oh, that oh no <laughs> oh no yeah you keep opening this. No, 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 no. Just hold on to your butts. Oh, jeez. I own a business here in Fergus. Yeah, and I struggle with it. Oh, good. Well, that makes so, me, that already, you know I mean? that already humanizes worry. it. These are things that keep me up at three a.m. Right. How much of my clientele base are am I going to lose because I am doing this and they know it's mm-hmm. me behind it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had to. I had to. You had to work on that. Yeah. I had. No, I. I had to. Resolve that in my mind. Right. That's yeah. when you had you to know, work on that. Your yeah. If I if I lose clientele for this, fortunately, I have a very large clientele, and I'm not taking new clients right now, and I get calls daily. <laughs> so don't call her. So it's not really. I mean, it's it's not really going to hurt me. But I love these people. These yeah. are my clients. These are my dogs. These are my whatever. I don't want to alienate people because of what I believe in. Yeah. But if I alienate people because of what I believe in, then. Sayonara. So, right, so you be know? it. I'm I'm sorry, and I'm and I'm gonna hurt because of that because I have a relationship with you and and your pet, um, but um, I can't have that, and and continue to m- try to move this forward. Right. Um, and so, but I I, I hear you, clucking right. big chicken. Well, I man. know what you're talking about. I feel I feel heard. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to navigate through. Yeah. And nobody said this is gonna you know. It's be easy. Change hurts. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, fortunately, though, this has gone well so far. Yeah. It's been received well so far, um, and I'm hoping that this weekend goes off well and it's memorable, and people are like, "Hey, this is kind of cool," and then we can plan for next year and 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 represent our our community every year. You know, moving forward. Yeah. Um. You know, and each year, moving a little bit, people more towards progression. Um. But, yeah. You got anything else? I'm looking at. Well, I mean, I have so many things, know, but we're right? kind of we're over time. Yeah, we're gonna have to, yeah. have, gonna have to wrap it up. Um, uh, I think we we're gonna have to have you back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you have it? So normally at the end, uh, whenever we have a guest on, we usually uh, ask if there's anything. You know, basically give you a last word if there's anything either you you wanted to say or you you just want to leave us with. Or John's like so many words. Well, <laughs> to cap. The weekend's events. Yes. I suppose it would be 
appropriate for me to do a shameless plug here. Um, so Friday night um, from 6 to 9, Penny Cakes is going to be at Fergus Brewing. That'll she be has Friday the 20- 25th. 5th. Um, so June. 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 Yeah. There you go. Oh, 2021. Just, just. Um, she has a fantastic array. She just released it today. I saw those and um, they look her, fabulous. Right? Seriously. Yeah. She had me at, what was the word she used? Again? Offensive amount of edible glitter. Wow. So so she's got one cupcake that's just called Pride. It's confetti, or funfetti like cake and, and, and frosting with little rainbows on them. And then she's got uh, the Marsha P. Johnson, which is pink and um, blue representing transgender um, with cream cheese frosting and some flowers. I don't know if you've seen any pictures I, of Martha P. Johnson, but she had flowers. Look her, we don't know who Martha look P. Her Johnson up now. is. Martha P. Johnson yep. is Pride. Yeah. She so, started Pride. Yeah. Um, the first Pride walk was was after Stonewall, yep. led by her yep. and a bunch of people, and it was it was fantastic. Do you have Do you have other events throughout the weekend? Two yes, or okay, yeah. So, um, penny cakes from six to nine at Fergus Brewing. Yep. And then from seven to eleven, there is an eighties con- uh, costume contest, uh, fantastic dance party at Fergus Brewing. Yeah. Um, somebody is DJing it. So, and it's my understanding he's going to be pulling all the good like new wave underground eighties stuff, not your just typical Michael Jackson <laughs> Madonna stuff. Um, so I'm really excited to listen to some Cure and some you know good stuff. Um, and then the next day, Union Pizza which is um, pretty fantastic, is mm-hmm. doing a fundraiser between four and nine Okay. Um, for Saga Youth, a percentage of, of their sales for that day. Yep. And then starting at eight o'clock is the drag show. And unfortunately, that is completely sold out. Shoot, yeah. Sold out. Like, That's awesome. Real fast. Yeah. Um, so, um, and I, it was extremely important to me when organizing that, that that was, that these were people from Fergus. Um Finding You're not venue. importing. Finding a venue was a challenge too. I had lots of people saying you should go to Battle Lake and you should go to Elizabeth and you should. I'm like, no, this got to be in Fergus. Pride. Mm-hmm. It has to be in. Fergus. Where is it taking place? Steel Wheels. Steel Wheels. Um, and that. Oh, uh, in the back place, in the back so there. All of the queens and the king are from Fergus or lived in Fergus and grew up here and moved away. Okay. Um, and then Sunday is the Pebble Beach picnic on the beach. With vendors and food trucks Ooh. and games, outdoor games, and some information tables. Um, we've got, I believe, Someplace Safe is coming. Um, FTM, which is a uh, transgender um, group from Fargo-Moorhead, is coming up. Um, I believe somebody from Ramsey County is coming to, ta- to have a booth for sexual health and just, just some informational stuff along with your typical bake sale tables. Yeah. And v- vendors and, yes. you know. Yeah. Bake sale and tables an, and sexual And health. I have an entire table of like every kind of rainbow type thing that you can possibly imagine. Awesome. Dog toys and bandanas and towels, beach towels and blankets. Everything. Everything. Yeah. All rainbow. It's going to be, it's going to blind you. But, and, and 100% <laughs> of that table goes to Saga Youth too. So the goal is to find a space. Eventually I need to find a space space for these kids for yeah with educational materials in there place for us to watch some movies together do some gaming have some meetings have some hard talks about things that are going on in their lives yeah. um you know board games it's fun to take them on activities all around yeah um but we need a space mm-hmm. that these kids can come to so that's the goal all right great. that's a pretty good goal yeah 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 that's great so if you know of any place <laughs> if, you, if you got a space awesome well thank you both so much for starting this conversation with us and just for your willingness to um be real with us and let us be real right back 
Um, definitely, like I said, we are learning. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. It's son, good. I have a long way to go. My son once told me, I can't wait till I'm all grown up. And I'm yeah, like, that doesn't happen. I'm like, honey, there's no such thing. We are yeah. all in stages of learning until the day we die. And that's great. <laughs> that's how it should be, right? No, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're talking about learning. I mean, I, as I said before, I think you can get there. You just have to be willing. And it's with everything. It doesn't matter if it's this or any of the any of the issues that divide us. If you're willing to just stop and step away from the castle that you're defending mm-hmm. and just and and do more than just listen, but actually just really deeply hear what somebody is saying, I think is where we need to go. And and, and it's this and it and it's 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 absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely everything. Because we and I'm no different. I'm just as bad. I get stuck on my this is the hill I am going to die on about this. Um, and I think you've got to be willing. You don't absolutely have to change your mind every time, but you have to be willing to at least hear what a person is saying. Yep. And also, I think I think hear it, but also respect it. Yes. Like, I can still respect you, even if I disagree with mm-hmm. you. Like, we can still have respect for each other. And I think yep. we're missing that a lot right now. So yep. that's great. Yeah, that's great. Thank right. you so much. Thanks, Thanks guys. You bet. All right. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Yeah, it was good. And we just, now we have more questions. <laughs> I was thinking about it again after we were done. We definitely do need to do like some sort of like after party where we just hit yeah. record again because yeah. we did sit here for another half an hour. Yeah. And that one was already getting long as it was. Yeah. And those are always fun conversations. So. Right. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully you stuck with it for the duration. It was yeah. a good conversation. Okay. So Wanna let's wrap it up. Wrap it up, up? Some nice. Something nice. Um, you go first. All right. Well, go for my, it. Mine is pretty, I don't know. It's pretty easy. I don't know. Okay. We went, so mine is about the In the Heights. Okay. So if yeah. You, yes. Did you see it yet? I did not. Okay. So In the Heights, if you haven't, if you don't know, Lin-Manuel Miranda, his first Broadway show was In the Heights mm-hmm. before Hamilton hit it ginormously, yeah. ridiculously. In the Heights was a great success. Yeah. Hamilton was crazy. Yeah. And so they just came out now with a movie version. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife and I went to it last week. We've been waiting for it for a long time. Yeah. It was everything I hoped it'd be. And Aww. we talked about it yeah. last time. Yeah. Um, because of there was some when um there's some, some criticism, criticism about yep. um colorism uh, Afro Latina mm-hmm. um representation. Yep. Which was interesting because I then I had so now I knew that going into the show. Sure. And so there's a couple things. It's fantastic. It's visually beautiful. The music is amazing. Yeah. All the things that you would expect. Also, Lynn is a genius. Yeah. Just a genius. Yep. Um, It was wonderful. So, but watching it, there was a couple of things that were interesting to me that I thought were really cool. One was I'm watching it with this lens now. So I'm like, one thing that it brought to mind to me, and I talked talked about it a little bit about last time is listening to groups, people groups, however you want to define them, um, listening to what they are saying. Because if I had watched that, even even watching it now with this criticism in my mind, I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in like, they're wrong. I mean, I can't see that. 
because I don't have I don't I don't have the lenses sure. to see the gradations. Let's just yeah. put it that way. And so it just sort of hit home for me how important it is to like listen to like groups yeah. uh, when they're speaking. Yeah. Because even when I have the tool or the information, I still can't see it the way they do. Yeah. So that's yep. sort of one thing. Yeah. And also just I thought it was really interesting because it does the setting is takes place in um in New York City, obviously in Washington Heights, and they touch a little bit on like gentrification. Oh, but, uh-huh. um, which is starting to happen in their neighborhood. It's kind of like a sort of side story. But then they also talk about all the different groups who used to live in that neighborhood. You know, there was before us, there were Irish people, and before them, there were this people, and yeah. like just really highlighting how, as much as we feel like um, everything has always been this way, yeah. Everything is always changing. Yep. Um, and there's always another group. And then, you know, so then there's going to be another group and then there's going to be another group. And, and it's just, I don't know. It was really eye opening. It was really fun. So good. It's great. I'm excited to see it. It's nice. I can't. And then my kids yelled at me because they were yeah, like, Yeah, because you were going to wait for your kids. I know, but they yeah. were gone. Yeah. And it was great. So yep. we're going to watch it again. Yeah. Um. So one thing that I think is super interesting about what you just said um, is about how, like, you kind of think like, nope, this is how it always is. And this is, you know, this is yep. good. But then you realize like, oh, it's been changing forever. That's really relates to the conversation that we just had with these folks. Totally. Like, because I think um, surrounding the ideas of LGBTQ, especially in some smaller communities, um, it's very easy for people to be kind of fearful of change of any kind of change, of not just this kind, um, but of any kind of change. And I think um, that is a mindset that is so easy for us to fall into is no, this is, this is how it's been. Like, so changes, changes something to be feared when really, if you look back a little bit further, yeah, even small towns have, um, been very different historically. So totally. Yeah. Good. Right, I'm excited to see it. Um, okay. Well I had two, so I'm just going to pick the easy, cute one. Um, <laughs> so the the viral video that you loved of the drone going through the bowling alley? Yes. Oh, that was so good. Did you see that they went to the Glenchean Mansion? Yes. That was awesome. I love it. So the Glenchean Mansion, for those of you maybe unaware or not from Minnesota or under a rock, um, the Glenchean Mansion is like a historical, you know. It's a mansion. It's a mansion museum. It's a house museum. It's a whole in, property in, in, Duluth, in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, that you can tour. And um, anyway, there's a few different experiences that you can do if you go there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's probably something you should do. Yeah, if, you know, you you're visiting should. the area. Do it at least once in your life. Um, I've done it in a couple of different of the, you know, adventures that you can try. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this was really cool. So they did they do some, a drone. Yeah, like tour? yeah, of the place and some of the property and whatever. The, I mean, it's a talented team. But anyway, this and was they just, had like this was really cool. People in costume, like doing like yeah. Stuff. It and was so it was like a, a drone in the life of the Congdon estate. Yes. Back in the day. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. So anyway, check it out and we'll share the link with you. All right. You should definitely go there. It's the it's a really cool place. It is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. All right. That's okay. nice. That's nice. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. <laughs>